Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 or on the internet wherever you are. Welcome to the uh the uh, the alternate show this morning with the alternate <laughs> host, the fill-in fellas. We've got uh, Darren sitting across from me, also myself, Lawson. Darren, how are you doing this morning? Hey, top of the world today. The sun's shining, a beautiful spring day outside. It's oh, it's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. This is a bit of a change change in the weather compared to the last couple of days. Of course, we had we had pretty decent weather on the weekend, but it's been quite rainy. Um, but Darren, look, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful for family. We got to Port Macquarie's Ooh. weekend and had a family 50th birthday. We're I all saw together. that on Facebook. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome weather mm. and just good to be together. So I'm grateful for family today. That's so good. I'm grateful for family too. Um, yeah, I had a really, really good weekend. Um, but the reason I'm grateful for family is because uh, I'm, uh, I believe I'm going to be picking up my dad from the airport at about one o'clock Whoa. today. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Of course, with the opening of the, uh, the borders, uh, my dad lives up in Queensland, works for a coal mine up there as a uh, subcontractor. And so he doesn't really get down here often because he can't. Uh, <laughs> Not <for> recently. <laughs> but yeah, flying out from uh, from Gladi or, or Glad- Gladstone. Gladi, as it's affectionately known. I'm looking at my producer, Liam, for the resident <laughs> Queenslander to get the approval. Flying out from Gladi, then to Brisbane, then to Newcastle. Going to pick him up and, and hang out for the week. Also, I've got, you know, end of uni year coming up. So I'm, I'm just stoked. Life Exams are almost over. Yeah, I've got one Hebrew exam at the end of this week and then we're good. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to finish that exam and get in my car and I like I'm pretty sure the exam's in the morning right like probably like 11 o'clock I'm gonna get in my car I'm gonna drive home and I'm gonna get in bed and sleep (laughs) (laughs) in rebellion (laughs) Um, but yeah awesome awesome stuff you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different all right good news this morning what's going on well lawson in primary school, did you annoy your parents by learning the recorder? No, I didn't. I'm like one of the only people. I only became, oh, I guess I did annoy them though because I learnt the trumpet. But yeah, <laughs> I, uh, which is probably a worse fate if I'm being honest. But I, uh, <laughs> but I had three brothers that learnt the trumpet. Wow. In the end, we used to lock them in the bathroom and double doors <laughs> and say, you learning there. Oh, three natural natural reverb, good acoustics <laughs> in the bathroom. Let's go. <laughs> That's Yeah, but I never got the recorder. That wasn't a thing at my school. I'm kind of bummed now. But you did learn an instrument, which yes. is interesting because research is saying that um, there is a music advantage. Ooh, okay. The music advantage. Okay, I, I like where this is going. I like music. I like playing music. I know you do. So, so that's why I found this story for you. Oh, let's go. Dr. Anita Collins is an award-winning music teacher and researcher mm. in brain development and music learning. Um, she teaches at Canberra Grammar School. Mm. And you remember, um, I, I learned the flute growing up. Oh, and, wow. And year seven, I got to join the big band and um, there's nothing better than end-of-year performances, and, mm. of course, that's when the big band comes in, and that's their big number mm-hmm. is playing in the big band. Mm-hmm. Well, Anita, being the teacher, you sit there waiting for the big, big band number from the band or a music performance of some description, and, of course, all the awards are going up. Awards nights are interesting, um, get a bit boring at times, <laughs> but you sit through and you endure... <laughs> 
um, to see your child yes. have that moment. From the parent perspective, it's just like, all right, like what is a three hour long award ceremony? <laughs> it's like, let's, let's get, not that I know, not that I'm a parent, but like, yeah, I can see. Yeah, well, I've sat through them, but, but no, they're fun. But she sits there as a music teacher and she noticed something. Mm-hmm. Um, the students would go up and get like the award for all round academic performance. Mm-hmm. And she would watch those kids and they'd get up out of the band. Mm-hmm. And go up on stage, mm-hmm. and said seven out of ten of those awards were always music students. Yes, and so she began to research this, and what she found is that simply clapping in time can assist a young child who is struggling with reading. Mm. Learning an instrument can help children of all ages dramatically improve their ability to focus on schoolwork. Yes, enhance their memory. And improve behaviour, which is a big thing these days in schools is behaviour. Just talking news this morning, I heard um, um, they're looking at do suspensions work or not? Because, mm. say, these days kids go home and play video games. <laughs> Damn me. And actually, <laughs> actually want to get suspended so they can keep playing yeah, their games and tough. things. So they're saying yeah. suspensions may longer work, work, no longer work mm-hmm. anymore. But teaching music or learning instrument can improve behaviour. Mm-hmm. Playing in an orchestra develops children's social skills. Mm. Learning music can give every child an advantage, whether they are not coping at school or are doing well already. Wow. Would you say, like, as a musician yourself, would you say that you could relate to having an advantage? Because I, I definitely know I could. I'm like, man, I, I started, uh, like, I did some music stuff when I was younger, but for me, just in the last two, three years, I got really in, into music and learning instruments, and now I've got a stack of guitars at home that kind of show my uh, uh, uh I wouldn't say my dedication, but my like for learning music and playing music, and I would say it's been a huge help to me. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, well, I'd agree. I'm reading at the back of the book, and this book I've got the weekend, I love going to bookstores. Yes. This mm. is brand new on our shelves, so it's called The Music Advantage, mm-hmm. How Learning Music Helps Your Child's Brain and Wellbeing by Dr. Nietzsche Collins. Well, what it says in the back, I was reading about adults, and it talked about the association between playing and listening to music, and study. <laughs> yes. I, I I see. I definitely see that. Definitely. And you're doing Hebrew right now. I can guarantee if you're um playing hot cross buns or whatever else on the trumpet or the mm. guitar, it, it's going to help those Hebrew, mm. what do you call them? Um, <laughs> help me pass those verbs. Yes, pass those verbs. <laughs> memorize, uh, memorize the translations. I think there's just something to be said about like, with with you know when you apply yourself to anything there's lessons to be learned of how to you know um sacrifice to become better at something you know when it for me when i approach my music i'm like i'm gonna sit down for two hours and learn a piece um you know at the recently i've been training my vocals a lot i've been focusing on that and i'm like i'm gonna spend a good period of time grinding and focusing and and uh doing everything i can to improve which if you apply that to any application if you apply that to to any discipline whether it be study your sport or work or whatever it is that is the recipe to success but furthermore it's like what this book is claiming is that oh but then there's this psychological connection between knowing music and then being well, what really it does smart. to the brain and prepares you especially young children mm. it prepares you for um the reading and um writing and those skills your math skills yeah um, wow are all enhanced when you 
teach your children music. I remember my young daughter, we um, used to take her to, right from an early age, we'd take her to music lessons and um, wasn't actually learning anything, but just doing music in a group. Like, yeah, like yeah. Singing. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. My parents took me. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And, and I think um, definitely I saw um, an improvement. And she loves reading now. I love reading. Yeah, wow. There might be some genetic thing in that. I mean, mm-hmm. you go to my office and my office is absolutely full of books because <laughs> it's my addiction <laughs> is, is to buy a book. But um, but the fact that all my family also growing up, I learned to record. I was in a recorder band. Oh, there you go. That's that. <laughs> One recorder is bad enough. No, I'm sure it would sound good if everyone's... No, well, I played the, the little desk count recorder and my sister played the alto recorder oh, and wow. my brother played the tenor recorder. Oh. And, and Cliff used to teach us the recorder every week. We played in church, all sorts of things. And then I graduated to the flute and my parents breathed a sigh of relief. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Amazing stuff. Oh, I love music. Now I know exactly what I'm going to do when I get home. It's all that study and then play music. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right. Getting to current news. I said I said in the break that this is the only news that happened on the weekend. No, there, there has been some other stuff. There's been um, news of the unfortunate passing of Alex Trebek, longtime uh, host of The Price is Right. That is big news. That is big news. I think voice of a generation, I would say, in terms of the entertainment industry. Um, but look, you know. The, You're going to go there. You're the, going to go there. The outcome <laughs> of the presidential election happened, you know, finally came out this weekend. Of course, uh, voting the, the day, election day, was on Tuesday in the States. It was Wednesday for us. Um, but the outcome has been decided in favor. Although Trump doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit, but ultimately in favor of Joe Biden, the election has been called. Um, it's been sealed. It's been the slow done. grind of democracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's come to a head and we found that Joe Biden has won. I believe it was 75 million votes to 70 votes in terms of self record breaking voting. Yeah. Record breaking voting on both sides. Interestingly, but obviously towards Biden. I believe in the end it was um, 290 electoral points to about 214. Um, I wish I had that stat in front of me. This but- is the electoral college. I just can't, don't get that, but that's America for you. <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, this is the ultimate outcome. It has, This will see, obviously, a change of government from the Republicans to the Democrats, from Trump to Biden. And it's just, you know, interesting in the wake of of this election just what we're seeing in the states i know you know from both sides if you read more kind of left-leaning um news sources you'll see that oh this has solved all our problems america's good now but then if you read and talk to and i have a number of friends uh in the united states who would fall more on the conservative side who would be republican voters and they're like oh you know they're coming from small republican towns in you know, states like Kentucky, Texas. Texas. Well, Texas was kind of on the edge. Big, big, big state, but small towns. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, Kentucky or, uh, you know, Louisiana, places like that. And it's, you find that, you know, there is a, a lot of, you know, unrest, a lot going on. And, you know, for me, where where I can really speak to and what I can really see, um, you know, not being an American, but just, just observing has been the reaction of Trump and Biden. To what's going on that's kind of what i've been observing what i've kind of been following as this is um you know 
been happening as this has been coming to a head. And it's just interesting to see, you know, um, I guess we would see now how good is Biden as a winner and how poor or how good, good or poor is Biden as a winner and how good or poor is Trump as a, uh, as a loser. <laughs> and He's like a spoiled, sorry, whether I agree with Trump or not, he's like a spoiled baby. Sorry. <laughs> well, we're seeing a lot, you know, we're seeing a lot. I think that's the best thing to say. We're seeing a lot, particularly with Trump, you know, um, there is a, you know, even though he's he's currently under pressure, even from people around him in his own party, even from his mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. to ultimately concede. Um, the reason that pressure is there is because there is a high chance that he will uh, appeal to the Supreme Court. Um, because of voter fraud, uh, but these, you know, these allegations for the moment are completely unsubstantiated. And well, he's trying to say that the mail-in votes, which of course, because coronavirus, a lot of people mailed yes. in, he's saying they should not be counted, mm. and that, and he's saying that if he gets that, he'll win because he won on the day. Mm. Well, I guess we'll we'll see we'll see how that <laughs> ends up. I I don't believe that like that that'll be overturned, but you know. I um, didn't really follow Biden very closely all, all the way up through this election, all the way, you know, as he's been elected. I've never really been one Well, he to... really kept pretty quiet. I didn't hear much about yeah. him. <laughs> well, I think this is the thing, is that Trump is a headline grabber. And this is, the like, new, the, the news and the media have had a field day for the last four years, last five years, ever since Trump announced that he would be running. Um, you know, although there, there's a lot of news media um, that would, you know, report many not great things about Trump and not that they're in the wrong for doing that, but it's just the nature of his personality. Um, they, man, they have been getting their money's worth from him. But ultimately, yeah, Biden has kind of snuck up. And we've seen, interestingly, compared to Australia, um, it's a little bit different, but we see a, a silent majority who is largely left-leaning um, at the moment in, in the States, which has created uh, a change in presidency. And what impressed me the most uh, about Biden is I, I, I got to, I had the privilege of listening to his, um, his acceptance speech live um, that he gave. It in- sounded very presidential, I must say. Wow. It was, I was, I was like, I was sitting there like, you know, I don't know. I wasn't clapping or, or finger snapping, but I was like, yeah, yeah. He even said the God bless America thing, which good presidents do say. I God bless America. I haven't heard Trump say it that much, but but he was right into it. He was right into it. Well, some of the highlights, of course, from his um, from his speech, he announced that he will be putting in a new COVID plan of action that will take place, uh, that, that will be coming into action on the 20th of January, 2021, as soon as he gets into office. Um, Couldn't happen sooner. <laughs> um, with He said he'll be having a, a group of scientists be heading that up. But oh, some of the amazing, like, he had some banger points. He said, um, I really called for a unity amongst Americans, uh, whether they are Democratic or Republic. He's, uh, one of the quotes from his speech is, I don't see red or blue states. I see the United States. And I, I was, like that one. That was amazing. And I think this is what we see a big difference here between Trump and Biden. What Trump kind of did was make America great again. You know, I, he was an incredibly divisive figure and he used his divisiveness to his um to his advantage, very you could say. Um, very just ban- saying, like, you know, we are going to do things right. We're going to do it the way um, that I have envisioned it. Whereas Biden is taking this, you know, uni- unifying approach, which is what America is looking for 
especially now after the year that they've had. Um, another uh, quote from his speech, he said, we will lead the world not by an example of our power, but by the power of our example, um, which is another great thing appealing to the, you know, actions speak louder than words. Let's do the right thing and uh, people will be informed about who we are. But then he finished his speech by quoting uh, an old hymn. Um, the song, uh, the hymn is called... Um, uh, on eagle's wings uh, it's not like i i really love the modern hillsong uh, version of this but he said and he will rise uh, he will raise you up on eagle's wings bear you on the breath of dawn um make you shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand um referencing you know beautiful the greatness that god uh has in store for america and for countries that are imbi- abiding in him and yeah, look, I was sitting there as someone who hasn't been following Biden, as someone who's just listening. I was very, I was very impressed. Almost a sermon. I was like, I was like, man, this guy is really speaking. Of course, when it comes to politics, um, the phrase "action speaks louder than words" um, is bigger than anything. And for me, I've always been one to say, you know, follow um, policy and not persona. Just because someone. Uh, looks great and talks great doesn't mean they're necessarily doing great um and interestingly for the trump camp they've been using actions speak louder than words in the opposite context that uh trump has often yeah made himself a very divisive figure <laughs> but then <laughs> which people don't approve of and then but then their thing is like oh but he's running the country well um but we're seeing here like if Bi- biden talks a good game just from what I've seen, Biden talks a good game. He talks a game that I could get on board with. I guess we'll see. And, and, his, and must say his vice president is pretty well spoken to. Yes, Camilla Harris, of course, of, co- of course, the first ever woman vice president, and also a uh, woman person of color vice president. So big changes happening in America. There's so much more we could talk about, but look, that just kind of covers the basis of what's going on. This could easily be a podcast. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM positively different now we uh we've been talking a lot about crazy things happening in our world um as we just talked about the election um for for many people joyous for many people not very good but we are going to be talking about something this morning that we have our interview right now um about something that is incredibly joyous incredibly awesome going on we have ben millis on the phone ben are you there with us I'm here. Awesome, Ben. Oh, we can hear you loud and clear. We're going to be talking with Ben this morning about the Christmas extravaganza happening uh, with Warunga Church. So, I love them. I love them. Mate, we've got a, a fan in the... the joy of, I've been there. The joy of Christmas. <laughs> so um, good. Yeah, is that the carols thing down there at Warunga they're talking about? I believe so, Ben. Uh, let's um, yeah, let's talk about what's going to be happening uh, at Warunga Church with this Christmas extravaganza. So, um, Sing Noel is a concert that we run at Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, it's been happening for, I think this is its sixth year. Um, and it started off as just kind of a little Christmas concert and over the years has blown into a really big event, um, which is cool. Um, and I guess just kind of shows just how much people value Christmas carols and singing together. Um, and in my in my opinion, Christmas carols kind of just unify us because um, people from all different walks of life love them um, and kind of have, I, I don't know, they bring up memories of family and um, years gone by. And um, so it's just like a really special event. Um, and this year, Sing Noel 
is going online because of COVID, but we thought, you know, it's been a year full of disappointments um, mm. and we can't let this one slide. So the whole thing has been pre-recorded um, and I think it'll be, in some ways, it'll be better than ever. Oh, that's so good. As Darren mentioned, like even for myself coming from like a secular background, um, Christmas carols has been, you know, uh, a staple of, of my life, you know, um, going to the local Toronto Christmas carols, <laughs> um, you know, uh, hearing local schools participate and professional choirs and whatnot. Um, that's an awesome opportunity that you have down in, uh, down in Warunga. Um, awesome things going on there. So, as you said, this has been running for, for six years and has kind of blown up from there. What have you seen in terms of the growth? Like, you know, where and where did this idea kind of spark from? Um, look, I've, I've always been a massive fan of Christmas carols. Growing up as a kid, they were my favourite. And I guess being a musician as well, I thought, let's put something on at the church. Um, and it just started kind of with... Um, some of the members and some of the people in the local area. And then since then, um, it's grown to the, a point where um, we fly people from all over Australia in to be part of the orchestra and the choir. Um, and that's one thing that we will miss this year, um, not having the ability to have a big orchestra and choir as we normally do, but we've managed to make it um, just as special in a different way. Um, the other thing is that Sydney Adventist Hospital, which is right next to the church, normally run their sand carols on the lawn, and they're not able to do that this year. So we're joining forces with them um, and joining forces with Hope Channel. Um, and, yeah, it's. I think in terms, you asked about the growth. In terms of the growth, I think the last year we packed out the church so much that we had to send people downstairs. So I think over over a 1,000 or around 1,000. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. So this is, uh, yeah, just started off as kind of grassroots Christmas carols and has grown into a, a huge event. And now you have the opportunity to kind of broadcast that to the world. Is this the first time that it will be um, kind of broadcasted or, or has this been something that's been going on even before COVID? Um, we have live streamed it before, but it's mainly been live streamed just for the church community or people that couldn't make it. Um, so this time, I think it's being pushed a little further. Hope Channel is taking it internationally. Um, and wow. yeah, so it's kind of a little bit nerve wracking, but mm. um, yeah, ho- hopefully it touches a lot of people. Ah, oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's probably one of the and you can probably talk about this a little bit too the motivation of running something like this um is obviously giving people a good time but we have also such an incredible opportunity um and potential for outreach when it comes to uh this you know christmas carols um how like on that front you know how is how is that kind of that that thought of outreach um how is that kind of affected your planning and especially with COVID now, how's that been going for you guys? Yeah. um, Look, we talk a lot about, you know, how, how we um, can, I guess, get into a variety of different communities and um, groups. You know, there are a lot, as I said, there are lots of people who um, are not Christians um, and who, you know, may, or even Christians potentially and who haven't been to church all year or, um, I don't know, I guess haven't had an opportunity to hear about the hope that um, that Jesus brings us. And so Christmas is that perfect time when um, I guess people are a little more receptive and a little bit more open um, to that message. And so we've just been chatting about 
um, you know, with our marketing and um, with with what ho- who Hope Channel can reach, just um, how we can, I guess, bring people a little more hope this year um, and just give them give them something to think about um, in a year that's been quite difficult. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's powerful. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what we need <laughs> after a year like this. Some hope, some some help. Um, I just want to ask you in terms of uh, the planning and the preparation. You know, because of this big change, um, what have you guys seen? You know, what have you had to do to to make this event possible as an online event? Yeah, sure. Um, look, a lot a lot goes into obviously the filming side and sound side and all of that technical side. Um, and um, I guess just lots of production to bring it all together, um, working with a whole big crew of um, camera people, tech people. Um, so that's been really interesting because generally it's just kind of a couple of guys that run it all. Um, and this year that's been bigger. But um, of course, on the musical side as well, there have been restrictions as to what we can do. Um, and so we haven't, we didn't, we decided not to go with the whole orchestra thing just because of numbers. Um, but we have got um, a really nice mix of um, vocalists, duets, um, a bit of like a bigger vocal group that we had to spread out on the stage. Mm. Uh, and um yeah and a a few string musicians as well so it'll be a little bit different than normal but um yeah i I think the cool thing about something like this is that when when you're pre-recording you can put so much thought and energy into the professionality of it and um Mm. you know editing and how it comes across and so i'm looking forward to seeing that end product definitely and what i have a question oh yeah awesome stuff i have a question for you now um what role will you be functioning in uh during this uh the sing noel program um well generally i'm kind of the guy that tries to bring it all together um (laughs) and manage different groups of people that have different jobs. And so I guess that's been similar this year that I, I kind of had the vision, the idea of um, what the music's going to be like, how the program will flow, um, what different elements will add into the program. And I've just been working with different people that have been, um, yeah, bringing those elements together. Um, generally, from year to year, I conduct the orchestra and the choir. Um, and this year, I, I obviously haven't been able to step into that conductor role. So um, I'm on the piano a couple of times on the mic a few times um, but, um, yeah it, it was just fun to to work with a whole group of people that are super passionate about Christmas oh so good okay so I just have a couple quick fire questions for you now what date will this be on so we are streaming it online on December 12 and 13 Saturday and Sunday um, and it's streaming at 7 p.m on both of those nights oh awesome stuff and where can we like where will we go to find these streams hope channel uh, Facebook yeah, YouTube good um, there is an event on the Wurunga Seven Day Adventist Church Facebook page, but the best place to go is singnoel.com.au. And if you forget the AU, you won't find it. Um, so that's important. <laughs> very, very important. So au, and that's where you'll be able to find and, uh, of course, share um, this really awesome program as well. Hey, look, Ben, we're, uh, we've quickly run out of time but thank you so much for talking to us this morning about about the program and uh yeah 
best of best of luck with it. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, that's all for me. It's been a pleasure and um, really appreciate your support as well. And um, yeah, hope, hope everyone has a great Christmas and end to the year. Amen. Awesome stuff from Ben Millis um, coming in with the interview about the Sing Noel program. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.